Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the village reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so now this is season two, episode one, and I'm doing my first ever interview. This is very exciting, y'all. I got my boy in the building. 30 plus years under our belt. My boy Jaime. What's populating? What's up? Chilling, man. Uh, like I said, much love, man. And uh, appreciate the invitation, man. Exactly, bro. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of discuss our upbringing. Because like I said, we got 30 plus years right, under right. our belt. We uh We got the same disability. We was born, you know what I mean, with the same hindrance. Right. So we're going to talk about, like, some of the obstacles and stuff that we faced coming up in the 90s, you know, because that was a different time. I always say the 90s was the golden era because that was, like, the best time to grow up as a kid. I'm still stuck in those days, man. As far as the music. Yeah, man, but it's literally the best time, bro. Exactly. Yeah, but what I wanted to touch on was because I I, um, had an episode recently where – I talked about it from my point of view, so I kind of wanted to touch on how we grew up, how you saw things from your perspective, and to let the people hear how you thought about everything. Man, it's a, it's been a journey. It's been an obstacle. It's something that I'm still dealing with day to day. It doesn't come easy. Um, it's like you're growing up in a whole different world as far as how you think and how you live and it's not to you realize around you that you're not you're you're around a bunch of different people in the world that some people understand why you are the way you are and some people have a hard time understanding why you're the way you are and some people might look at you different and pass you on the street and think that you're not all there you're not human you know and uh, you're always having to prove yourself and always having to push yourself and always having to prove something to somebody that you can, you're just a person just like they are. You're just built a little different and you move different and you have experienced things that let's just say a normal person hasn't experienced. And I think a lot of people um, probably wouldn't even make it in our shoes. It's a heavy, it's a heavy, uh, it's heavy shoes to fill. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like to use the term walk a mile in my shoes. And I'll be seeing them posted on Facebook, Instagram and all that stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> they posting that. But you don't know. You, you, don't, you don't, know. don't even know the meaning of that. You don't even know means. the meaning of that. You know what I mean? And it's and how I grew up and like we got like you got your group of friends. I got my group right, of friends. Right. You got your brothers. I got my brothers. You You know what I mean? And they don't see us as different. Yeah, they and, don't. And, and that's cool, but it's a whole world out there, people that do. They might not hear the little, like, the comments that may come. Right. But you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how did, how did that, like, especially growing up? I mean, as an adult, I know it's easier to deal with, but, like, as a kid growing up, going to school and stuff, how did that weigh on you, like, mentally? How, how was that for you? I'll be honest, man. I mean, there was times where I got picked on. There was times I was made fun of. It sucked, you know. It hurt, you know. Um, 
And it's crazy, you know, You that's where I started to feel like, man, all I wanted to do was be accepted. I wanted to be normal. And these people aren't making me feel it. And if anything, they're making me realize that I am not uh, normal, you know. And uh, as time went on, you kind of just take that and strive. And it builds up a lot of resentment. It builds up a lot of endurance. It builds up a lot of anger. You start looking at people like you're on the defense because you feel like everybody's like that because you had one encounter that changed your life or changed your mentality. And it's just hard to get through that, and you have to learn how to deal with that. Um, Some people, they can't. Some people, you look at them out in the street, they're, they're addicted to alcohol, they're doing drugs, they're trying to escape whatever is wrong with them. And you just have to learn how to live with it because... We're going to wake up tomorrow, and these shoes and our feet are still going to be there. That problem and the way we move is still going to be there, and you have to learn how to deal with that. And like you were telling me before we started this interview is that sometimes you struggle with it. I'll be honest. I struggle with it every day. You could talk to my sister, and she'll tell you she knows me very well, and it's a, it's a – I might look like I'm happy and smiling on, on these interviews and, you know, and all this and that, but, you know, I got my own demons too that I fight every day. It's a, it's a struggle to, to stay balanced. It's a struggle to have hope. It's a struggle to uh, to feel like you're being treated equally in society. And, yeah. You know, yeah, man. It, it's a little bit different for me, and I kind of want to touch on that from my perspective. So that's a good point that you made. Right. Uh, yeah, I do struggle with it, but also I feel like it's like my job to be that light for a lot of people. Most definitely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what, like, I, I got to wake up and I got to be, and it, and it's not fake. Like, you oh, know no. I mean? when I have my days, like, I, I I like to put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I'll stay away from social media. I try to do it on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. And I tell people, like, it's no, no diss on my family or nothing like that. Just let me be. I have my times out through the year, uh, throughout the year, excuse me, where I just want to have my peace for a second. Just. And it's not really just being around people. I just need to be by myself. Yeah. It's not being like overly depressed or nothing like that. But it's just like that's how I deal with things. Like yeah. for instance, like with the passing of my dad, like on the day that he passed, just leave me alone. I just tell people, just leave me alone. Like I may talk to my mom that morning or something, or like on Father's Day, I tell my mom happy Father's Day too, out of respect for her. Right. But then after that I I don't want to be, because I don't got kids yet. I mean, I love my God kids. I love my nieces and nephews to death, but just just let me be. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I deal with that. Like, I don't, I've been like that ever since I was a kid. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's no, nobody understands mentally the challenges of it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, like right. a lot of times, like, people fight, like you said, fight their mental challenges and their different demons when they're inside. As soon as they walk outside, they're okay, right? Yeah, you got to put... Yeah, you know, for me, bro, it's just like with that, like you said, with the passing of my dad, it's like it's every time I accomplish something, like even with this podcasting thing, right. it's like every time I do something, it's like, yeah, my sisters can tell me they're proud of me. My brothers can tell me they're proud of me. My mom, of course. But it's just that one that you like, don't get to hear and then you get like, oh, you know your dad is proud of you. And it's like, I know it, but it's like, I don't get to hear it. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, 
I like that's why I did the episode um uh father figure uh, yeah, yeah. for Father's Day, you know what I mean? Not to highlight just my dad, but my friend's dad is as well, like, you know, my friends who I don't even call them my friends, they're my brothers. Right, they're like know? family. They're my they they are family, you know what I mean? And so I just wanted to highlight them and like recently we just lost another one of our father figures. Like, you know what I mean? Like about two weeks ago we got the bad news. A week ago it's been so that's been tough and it's like one day I was just sitting here and I was just like and you know my brother he's he a lot like me my brother C White he a lot like me like yeah. you know he grieved different you know right, some people right, grieve right. outwardly he's not like that I'm not like that but I had to find a way to be there for my brother like the way we know how just between me and him not on Instagram not on Facebook none of that stuff and like Thank God, like, I've been blessed with the gift to write, too. And I know we're going to talk about it a little later, right, you right. doing the music and stuff. But sure. I I think I, I could probably do that, and I'm not trying to make it sound like it's easy. Right, right. It was more so, like, the performing, and we kind of touched on it, like, off air. But right, right, right. Like, the, the toll that it would take, but, like, could I be a ghostwriter for somebody? Like, yeah. Because not only am I doing this podcasting thing, I'm also, like, I'm working on a book about... My life story. Oh man, okay. I don't know Hell if I yeah. ever told you that. Like, yeah. I got a couple chapters done. I'm gonna have to send them to you so you can read it. Cause, Hell yeah. Of course, you know you you gonna be in there, bro. You got you. Hell yeah. I mean, the story can't be told without you, dog. And that's and that's why I'm doing this. And then like to hear you talk about how it weigh on you mentally, it make me kind of feel good. And and people gonna be like, how would he say that? But because I feel like I'm the polar opposite in a good way. Like I wake up with like that. Like, hey man. Brush yourself off and get the fuck up. Yeah, like, you got you. Even if you're not feeling like that, if got you hear you. me say it, like, if my bro can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? And so it's good to hear you be transparent and, like, like knowing you go through those mental hurdles. And I just, and people, a lot of people tell me, I've been told, like, a lot of times that my personality is, like, intimidating because I, I don't pull no punches. I don't make no excuses. Like, straightforward. Because I feel like this. If I don't look in the mirror and feel sorry for myself, why would I feel sorry for you? Yeah. If I can get up and, and dust myself up, you can too. And I just want people. And sometimes it's easier said than done. Right, right. Of course. But if you never try it, you'll you will never, never know. know. You'll never know. That's like, okay, you was talking about, like, the transition and leaving uh school. Like, when we, you know, change schools and things. Like. I went on to play sports, bro, but, and as cool as it may seem from the outside, a lot of it was tied into you because that was, those was a lot of battles that I lost early on, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We could laugh about them and we could joke about them, but yeah, yeah. It, it was like that fuel, like, in a friendly, competitive way, not it like- built, It built your determination. Yeah, not no hate, not yeah. no nothing, because every time you drop a song or every time you drop a, like- I rock with that because I'm like, when you do something, I feel like I do something. When I do something, I feel yeah. like I win, you win, you win, yeah, you win. Yeah, type shit, man. And yeah. it's like, and I'm not going to sit here and act like, nah, we don't kick it every day, but we all know it's just a phone call away. Right. I hit you up about this interview, bro. Like, I, I need you. You you got to be my number one. Like, I, I even told a few people, like, nah, after I do that one, I get you in. But I got to have it because that's where it started. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? 
like who I am is partly because I had him as a friend first. Like, you know what I mean? Other than my dad, you was literally my first friend. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? And likewise so, with you. Yeah. We were so little and people people don't understand, man. Like I remember I was looking through this picture, man, and uh I don't know if you remember, bro, we hated this day. I think it was Halloween Day. And I maybe I don't want to so say you, this. So you gonna bring but, it up? Yeah, we bro. We're not gonna talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we uh, we gonna talk a, about it? Bro, bro, I hated that, man. You I hated I, it. I, I think your mom and my mom Dressed us up as little girls, bro. Yeah. They like, took a picture of us and thought that shit was so funny. I, man. And we were like kids, like babies crying. Like, why the hell she got us dressed up like this? You, you want to know what I remember about that? My dad was so pissed off. I remember. And it's like. I remember. Thinking of today. Yeah. The way it is today. <laughs> the way the world is today. And no, this is no disrespect yeah. to no one. But it's like. I, I still think about that still to this day. Like, that was in the 90s. So, it was a no-no. Like. Like, like, I get it. It was Halloween. Yeah, and they like were trying my to be, they were trying aunt, to, you know, they were they trying, was to, trying be cool. to be funny and all this other stuff. Hell nah. But my dad was, he wasn't having it. I remember. It. So it makes me feel good. Like, okay. I remember. At least I know he wasn't I rocking he was, with it. I remember him and my, her and my mom were laughing. I thought it was funny. They, they thought were it was taking a... pictures. I remember your dad came in right when she, your mom was taking a picture of us. And he was like, baby, why you got him dressed like that? Man, take those off, man. What is, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, bro. And like and your, she was like, nah. He goes, oh, nah. Like, come on, man. Your mama still teased me about that to and this I'm day. Like, and I remember that. I'll be like, mom. Like, I, you know, I tell her like, mom. Yeah. Like, we uh, we ain't talking about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got but, past that, but like, it was it was it, just like at the moment it was wrong. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was Halloween. It was the '90s or whatever. But <laughs> like, nah, we ain't doing that today. You know we ain't saying? doing that. Nah, hell no. Nah. Yeah, but. Nah. But again, that's a part of the story, though, and that's another right, reason right. why I wanted to have you on. And it's just, and and another thing too, like I wanted to talk about how how was it for you, like as you got older, because you just asked me, like with my dad, like, man, uh, the only thing I really remember, bro, is when I was a kid, around that time, I didn't really realize how different we were physically, until time went on. And it was not just that that played into it. It was a bunch of different things. My biological father pretty much left me and my brother with my mom at some point. And uh, we didn't see him for a lot of years. And it's kind of like, not only did you leave my mother with me having a disability and her other son that you had with her as well, you left her with a kid with a disability as a single mom. So I know for her it must have been hard. And um, so as I grew up, I would see how she would be. I would see how the situation was, and it wasn't cool. It was a hard. It was a hard thing to swallow. Um, as you get older, you're looking for that father figure, and he's not there. Luckily, uh, my stepfather came in my life very young, shortly after that, and I, I got to give him his. I got to give him his respect and his flowers right now, because as soon as he came into our lives, it was like one minute my dad was there, he was gone, and my my step pops came and manned up, bro. Yeah, and you know that's who I, you know, Clarissa's dad. Yeah, sis, man. Sis's dad, that's who yeah. I remember. Shout out to my sister, man. Yeah, yeah, shout out to sis. That, that's exactly who I remember. Like, like I met your dad, like, yeah, years yeah. later, your biological father. Yeah, yeah. at my and brother's it, wedding. Yeah, and it's all good. You know, yeah, everything's yeah. all good now. You know, we're right, adults right. now. Yeah, so yeah. we got past it. But we, for different reasons, our moms kind of had to go through the single mother shit. Like, you know what I mean? Child with a disability and stuff. 
That's why I give a lot of credit to my older sisters. As crazy as them motherfuckers is, I love yeah, y'all. Yeah. But they they really help my mom out a lot. Still to this day, sometimes it's like, you know, back up on the motherly, you know, because I'm an adult now. But like I get it though. It's still it's that village of protection. Yeah. Like it takes a village. Like even when you hit me, you was like, hey, bro. I'm down to do the interview at this time, but I gotta watch my niece, bro. Like yeah. I, I, I know I've been I've been an uncle since I was six. So oh, man, you know Chantel, she was, you know Jalen. Like he grew up with me. My nephews, Jalen and Yanni, rest in peace, yeah. who passed away. And then you know Candace had when I was in high school. Then Candace had her son, and then now she got her little baby girl. And it's like I've been, and then I got my godson. I got his brother. I got you know what I mean. My my goddaughter. All, like so, I've always like had like taking care of kids. That different responsibility, like you know what I mean. Like people be like, "Why don't you have kids yet?" But then like, especially with like females, and they see how good I am with my nieces and nephews and my god kids. Like, like it's a village. It takes a village, bro. And like some people don't. And like how your dad, your stepdaddy, or your your father. Yeah. I'm not even gonna like use this term step. That was your father. You bro, know what I mean? He did. He had a he heart ste- to step in, bro, at a time in. that, like, a lot of men wouldn't even be with the woman that had the kid from a previous yeah. relationship. No, he stepped in. My, bro- my brother, he, he did the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and my brother did the same thing, and he, and he, it's crazy because I, like, everybody thought it was going to be me. Like, the first one to, like, oh, he's going to with a girl, with a kid, and, like, you know what I mean? Because I never. Same with me. Because my I never. Family thought I was the oldest. And they thought I was going to be the one with a bunch of kids because I was already kind of messing with girls when I was young. But then as I got older, everything changed. I kind of went through things in life, ups and downs, and that became less of a focus because I was just focusing on surviving and just trying to keep game and, you know, and make it. And see, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, you can see the physical, but you don't see the mental. The mind, the mind is the... The very it's a very strong place, but it's very weak at the same time. Yeah, man. It can be very fragile. At it's the like same you time. got it's like you got boxing gloves on, and you're always in the ring you, sparring and fighting, just trying to get your way, trying to get there. You, and you're you, always going through hoops and you know, ducking and dodging, and you you're just always on the move, always always having to make something happen. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really amazed that we've come this far, and we're still here. We're still alive, and we're getting yeah. older, and you just never know, man. Yeah, but I'm glad you was able to tell that that part of your truth because, like, that's what I feel like a lot of my episodes is about, like, just getting people to understand, like, walking our shoes. As not just that, well, that too, but not just that. Like, as long as you got air in your lungs, you still got a chance. Because once it's, it's, over, it's, it's over, over, it's over. Once it's over, it's over. So. Yeah, yesterday was yesterday. Today is today. Right. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Lock in on today and don't worry about yesterday. Yesterday is already Calm. there. You got to go build back. yourself for tomorrow. And like I said, it's, it's easier said than done, but you got to you, you got to buckle down and do it. Like I have conversations with my brothers all the time. It is some things that I'm good at that they're good at like this like talking. They always say like you the talker of the group. Like you're the one that, like, you know, ordering the food or yeah, doing yeah. different type of things. So the podcast, and they've been, like, some of my biggest supporters, whether I'm doing right or wrong, they'll tell me, like, hey, hey, my first episode wasn't the greatest. They gave me that wake-up call. Like, I've mentioned it on several episodes. Like, I, I you need that sometimes. That you, like, need, you need that type of criticism. And, like, even doing this doing this uh, interview, like, I've, I've texted, like I told you, 
I've gotten a lot of feedback like, yo, keep pushing, keep going. I'm proud of you. Like, and people don't understand, like, just those simple, I'm proud of you. Like, could get you a long way. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of me. I know I'm proud of me. And like I said, I'm proud of you. I know you're proud of me. But hearing it from people that's, that's close to you and they know you and they know, like, we know what you go through. And, it, and uh, for me, and maybe it was like this, like we said, we're going to touch on the music side too. Right, right. For me, it was like with a lot of people, you don't. Know, it was like it's about time. Like you know what I mean. I got a lot of that. Like it was about time. Like when I started a podcast or right. I started writing my book or the, it's like it's about time. Like we've all we've always saw it in you. Why are you just barely seeing it? Like what you doing? Like that's what you're supposed to be doing. So like I said um, early on in the episode, when I was gonna do my first interview, I said, "Yeah, it got to be my boy." Like because a lot of people. What they'll do is, like, they'll block out yesterday. They'll block to move forward. They have to block out what happened. I'm like, nah, sometimes you got to take it take it back. Because if you watch a movie, right, the most, the most, the meat of the story is often in the beginning. What got him there? Where did he come from? Because think about it. Think about it like this. What if we just picked up life where we is now and we didn't have those past experiences? How would it be? There wouldn't be no substance. It's like the middle of the movie, right? right. And you like you kind of confused. Like, wait a minute, how did he become? He's rapping now. He got a disability. He's doing all this stuff. Like, how did he get here? What did he go through? Like, you know what I mean? And I thank God. Like, I've I've been through some shit. Oh, and I know. You you, yeah. you know you've been you damn there. near been damn near damn near dead, bro. Yeah, yeah. And you've been there, so it's like, but I'm the type of person. It's like. I look at it like this. I take shit like that. So the people around me, the people I love, you included, you don't have, like, y'all don't have to. I got it. Like, you know, like I was, like I told the story, like when the the COVID shit almost took me down, but it wasn't really about me. I'm like, I was worried about my sister. Yeah. Cause she got kids. I ain't got no kids yet. Yeah. I got all my nieces and nephews got kids. They all love me and shit. But I'm like, man, my sister got kids. So the whole time I'm laid up in the hospital, I'm That's not what you're worried about. I'm not thinking about myself. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause I know I'm gonna be okay. That's how that's how I am too. Like, it's funny because like um it's like even though I'm that brother with the disability out of my siblings, my my sister looks at me like I'm I'm still a big bro. But I'm the reason why I'm big bro is because of how I handle shit. Like she knows with me. As long as I got it, we're all going to be taken care of. I know it isn't much, but as long as I'm here, I got you. Because you're my little sister. And I feel, as an older brother, we got to look out for each other. And I'm more worried about what's going to happen to her in the long run and my niece or anybody else than I am about myself. And she's like, why do you like that? I'm like, it's not that. It's just, if it's me by myself, then I don't really don't, I don't really don't care. Whatever happens to me, good or bad, I can deal with it. Because I've already been dealing with it already my whole life. But if you, but if it happens to you, it's gonna be harder because you have something going on. You have an extra life you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I don't, and it's gonna be a lot worse. I'm just that big bro. I have to make sure you're okay. Then I can move on. Yeah. And that's the reason why I'm, I'm still, I'm still with them. You know. Yeah. See, and for me, it's so similar, but kind of the polar opposite. Like I feel like my sisters, my older sisters, which you know them both. They, along with my mom, they took care of me when I was young. They they got me here. Like, you know what I mean? So now I have to make this into something so I can take care of yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. Like, 
pay it back that way. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Show them that they ain't pushing you this far. It wasn't in vain. Yeah, it's not for no reason. Like, and we joke around, but my brothers, they both, one work at Amazon, the other one work at Dryers. They done told me in so many ways, we tired of working at the factory, bro. Don't worry about it. I got y'all. Like, don't, y'all, y'all been with me the whole time. My little bro, Mikey, the one I was telling you that I was selling the food with. Like, like, come on, bro, we could do this. This is before I started the podcast. That's that hustler spirit. Even gotcha. during that time, he's like, and my older brother, his brother, which is my brother too, Isaiah is the one I told you we sell right, right, dogs right. with. Humpback Kennels on Instagram, by the way. Tap in. But, um, yeah, uh, so they're like, man, because I like the gift of gab. Like, somebody walking by, I'm going to sell you a plate. But people don't understand. Like, I watched my mom do that shit for yeah, years. Yeah, because I remember, actually, exactly. I remember your mom as a kid. She would stop at our house when we was living on the villas. Right there in Pacheco Monitor, man. Shout the out to the Villa block. Caprice. But, uh, yeah, she would be, she pull up. You know, uh, cotton candy, uh, apples, man. She was always on her grind, bro, all the time. Yeah. And it's like that's how she was. And and that's that's that hus that same hustler spirit. You have it. I have it. That's why I tell people like I, I've been like I said, I've been testing out my system for like the last week, bro. Just sitting here, just saying random shit, like right, doing right. little mini episodes sure that to right. myself, making sure that it's right for the people. But it's like. This got my name on it, so it's like it's that level, right. that level of pride. And I know you feel that way about your music. Yeah, and like I said, we about to talk about that in a second. But and it's just like a lot of people don't know, but I have that responsibility, and I and I call it a responsibility. But I love it because it's like whenever I'm able to send friends of mine, even like a simple text message or something that'll uplift a day. Because you never, you know, we get in a space to where it's like. You know they make it corny to do shit like that. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but it's a, but that's actually a good thing. You that need, we need to do more of. Yeah, you never know who need to hear that. They yeah. might not have talked to you in a couple weeks, couple months. And like I said, no, nah, we don't kick it every day, but we know we just one call away. And whatever you got going on, and whatever I got going on, we gonna support it no matter what. Or if I can't reach you, I know I can call your mom. Like, hey how bro doing whatever like whether it's a birthday wedding it yeah. don't matter what it is bro like hey all you gotta do holla at me bro and i, I, I got you just like you shit, had me sometimes bro. she don't even she don't even know what the hell i'm up to yeah because we're just all so busy but it's just all you know, so we busy. all we all got our own lives and shout out to my moms you know yeah shout um, out to moms you know what i'm saying but you know yeah it's just something she don't even know she finds out because she goes and goes to the pad to go with my sister and uh she tells her well where's 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 my son at Oh, he's at a show. Or he's in the studio with his boys. You be grinding, oh, he's doing brother. this, doing that. And she's like, oh, okay. Like I was telling you, the first time I ever, the first and only time I seen you perform live, I was in the back, we was in the same building, same venue. I didn't even know, We, man. Me and my boys, me and my brothers, we was in the back, selling food, selling plates, grinding. I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, man, let me check these bakerfield artists out let me let me support the town because you know like sometimes like we get and we got some cool rappers here whether it's blacks hispanics yeah, whatever but sometimes it's kind of just like ah. we got it we got a claw in the barrel mentality yeah we got yeah. a very claw Man, in the i can barrel. get into that i can get in that's another spill no we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna touch on yeah, that that's because that's a part yeah. of your musical journey that's and another I, spill man. and i had to i had i've had to sit with myself starting out this podcast thing because for every supporter's Every five supporters that you have, you probably got 15 detractors, and they might not say it out loud. 
And that's the thing. Ah, they don't have to. <laughs> it shows. So, yeah. So, I can tell you want to <laughs> touch on that. So, we definitely going to touch on that, man. Yeah, but, man. like, before we get up out of here on this first segment, I just want to, like, how was it growing up, like, meeting your friends and stuff? Because that, that I, I feel like that's the thing that holds us together is our is our groups that we have now. Because they've bro. been in our lives since, man, since day got, one. I got friends like you got friends that I've known since, like, 10, 11 years old, just like you and beyond. And like I said, when I first met some of them, we didn't start off as the best of friends. I, I actually was going to fight every single one of them because, Same. because they, Same they, they looked at me like, oh, look at this guy. They thought it was funny because of how you walked, because we were different, and I, I wasn't falling for that. And so once they kept fucking with me and I stood my ground and told them, you know, you're either going to cut it out or we're going to throw some hands. I don't care if you throw me in the sand. We're fighting because I'm going to get mine. And they know they respected that, and they loved my style and loved my character that I was real. So they, it's just funny how you just become friends based off that. Based and they, off and they that. became like my best fucking loyalist friends that had my back yeah. to the end, would, would, would stop traffic, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of the street. Yeah. And, you know, in a heartbeat. And they were, like you said, you got people, you got people that are soldiers that are ready to ride for you. You know? So that's why I always had to be mindful of that too. Like you know what I mean, not be a crash test dummy. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you got to be careful with that. As, as much will because, as because you when have. you got people that are that loyal to you, they'll they'll do they'll go they'll do anything. Right. And sometimes that's a scary thing because this guy might be so down for you that he might feel this other guy's disrespecting you, and he's willing to go, go lay him down and do whatever, and yeah. it's not even that serious. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell this story real quick too, because when I had, when we had, because you had the surgery too, right? Right. The, right. the, the tendon lengthening surgery. Right. If you don't really know about that, you can Google it. Tendon lengthening surgery. I, I tried to find pictures like similar to ours, but it's always like some other shit, some extra shit. You know, medicine has went, but <laughs> I had mine. I think I was like nine, ten years old, and my this is when I knew my brothers were my brothers, and it was gonna be my brothers for life. It was my brother's birthday. I. Had, I had my surgery, at, I want to say October the 6th, or, no, October the 3rd. I had it October the 3rd. His birthday is October the 10th. I don't know if we celebrated his party this year on the 10th or was it a couple days later. Anyway, I was home recovering. I had like this large-ass pillow, you know, that large yellow yeah. pillow yeah. that holds the legs together, all that. You went through that shit, so you know how it is. And, you know... While you got that, you can only wear, like, the snap pant. Like, you know what I mean? The snap pant because it's hard to get dressed. Yeah. You can't put on regular clothes and shit. Your legs are all itching because you're about to bring that cast yeah. and you can't my, even do nothing. My, my boys helped me get dressed, dog. <clears throat> they they came because we all stayed on the same block. I stayed on one end. They stayed on the other end. Came, tank, came, helped me get dressed. This is when Yanni was a baby. This is when Dejan was a baby. Chantel, like, went. And we all, we stayed in the neighborhood. They went. They wheeled me down in my wheelchair, bro. And, like, uh, Pops, rest in peace, he uh, bought my bro a laser tag for his birthday. Okay. He put the vest on the back of the wheelchair, bro, and was pushing me around like, yeah, we ain't about to get hit. Like, if I don't care. Like, <laughs> that's some real, that's some real, that's some like, shit. ride or die shit. And, like, I'd never, like, that type of friendship and those type of bonds is rare. So when I see you out, with your crew, like I said, when I finally ran into your whole crew and y'all at Firehouse, you know, naturally it's like, okay, like, all right, they seem cool, like they're doing right by him, like you know what I mean? Yeah, they look I, just, I just gotta make sure, yeah, just, yeah, uh, of you course. know, 
and I would. That's one thing about me. I'm just like you. I'm not gonna just have any random motherfucker around. Yeah. Not like that, unless I know for sure that his heart is in the right place and he's my boy and he has my good intention. And they do, man. Uh, like I said, shout out to the homie D, man. Shout out to the homie Sonny P. I just seen him this weekend. And yeah, we shout we, him we, out, we bro. We turned shout up, bro. Um, did some tracks, and it was a lovely vibe, man. So shout out to Sonny P and his lady. Shout out to my boy D. Uh, I think he's in L.A. right now picking up a Dodger game or something. Nah. Or Pops yeah. or whatever with his dad. Yeah, we're not going to talk about them on this <laughs> show. We we giants over here. Oh, man. If you, want, if you want to turn behind you, it's a, giant, it's a big giant poster you know, in my hey. house. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about the Dodgers on this show. Nah, I'm just fucking around. But, yeah, shout out to my bros, too, man. Shout out C. White. There you go. Shout out Ace. Shout out Esaias. Mikey. That's right. Tess. Well, y'all know him as Tess. He always going to be fought at to me. That's how deep we go back. Like, I, it's to the point where, like, I tell people all the time, like, my friends has been my friends so long. They my brothers. I'm an honorary Eritrean, bro. Like, you know where Nipsey from? Yeah. That's where my boys is from. They oh, from like, the, like originally. Originally. That's, that's, where their their par- that's where their parents is from. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I kind of grew up in that household, eating that food, going to festivals and stuff like that. So that culture, like, I'm real tied into, and that's actually the food, the Njada. We were serving that the night you guys were performing. Is that we were right? serving it in the back of that church. Okay. Uh, we was doing it last summer. My bro, he's uh, about to start back doing it. Like I said, his uh, his dad had passed away in October, so it was kind of we kind of had to shelf it for a little bit because we had to uh, deal with some family matters and things. But uh, I talked to him recently, and he said he's gonna get back. He's gonna get back into it. I hope to have him on the show because he's also in the Twitch space right now, and he's right, like, right doing the gaming and I think he has a tournament coming up that he's going to participate in so of course bro I wish you well in that but yeah I just wanted to talk about our upbringing a little bit yeah, and like the mentality sure. of it bro but I also want to get into um your music as well you know so they can get to know who B-Raw is and know where to find you and all that stuff for sure so yeah but for right now we got to pay some bills and then we're going to get right back into it so stick with us Stay lion hearted. All right, so yeah, we back. Had to pay bills for a second, like yeah. I told y'all. But I want to get in. I want to get into my boy's music. My boy B Raw. He's been doing music for a while now, so I want to touch on that part of the story as well. And I wanted to ask you, man, how, like when did you finally get into? Like, what age were you when you finally got into music? Started getting into music. Man, the only earliest memory I have was when I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. First rap group I ever heard, first tracks I ever heard was from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs, shout out to Bone Thugs. Yeah, man. Uh, shout heard, out to Easy e as well. Yeah, bro. shout out to Easy e That came later, actually. It should have came first, but I actually didn't catch on to him until after I heard Bone Thugs. Because, you know, Bone Thugs at one point, when they first started their career, they were signed to Ruthless Records. Right. They were, that was Easy's uh, subsidiary group. group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he passed away and shit went haywire, and they ended up just doing their own thing or going to a different label. But I actually had heard the tape back when, you know, we had tapes. Motherfuckers don't even know about tapes. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes, man. And my mom was the one that had the tape. You know, my mom's, you know, she was a big hip-hop head. Yeah, and I, and I credit a, mom's a gangster too. Yeah, I know I credit, we mentioned my mom, but yeah, I, I credit mom's her a gangster too. because I feel like she was the one that introduced me and my brother to raw West Coast hip hop. 
she was bumping Too Short. She was bumping Bone Thugs. She was bumping old school shit, Art LeBeau. So I credit her, my mom, to her introducing me to this raw West Coast hip-hop shit. You know what? It's funny that you mentioned Art LeBeau. If for y'all that don't know, rest in peace, Art LeBeau. Rest in passed peace. away last year, last summer. He's the old, the oldies DJ. When I first heard your first single, bro, when, that I heard, that's what I pictured, listening to it on a Sunday, bro. That's During crazy. Art LeBeau's that's mix, that, that, the type of melody and beat that you had that you was flowing over, that's what it reminded me of instantly, bro, right. like with the Art LeBeau show. So it's crazy that you- It's crazy that you envision it being played on the radio because I do too. It hasn't happened yet. I just feel like, this is my opinion, I feel like if we were doing this in the mid-90s, that shit would have been popping, bro. But we're in a different time now. And this generation and the people after us that weren't born in the 90s or the mid-80s, their, 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 their mindset is different. The music is different. And it's changing every day. And I'll be honest, like, I'm just not into it. Some of it is cool. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an I'm a old school motherfucker. You know, I like that raw West Coast shit, that 90s shit. That death row shit. The golden that, era. The golden the era of, of, you know, West Coast hip-hop. Yeah. Real raw West Coast hip-hop. Das Corrupt. Freaking uh, Easy e N.W.A. Um, Shout out to Tupac. Yeah, I mean, yeah Tupac. Uh, Biggie Smalls from New York. Um, the Wu-Tang Clan. My mom was bumping Wu-Tang Clan. Fat Joe. Fat Joe. All that Big real, pun. yeah, all that shit. Rest in peace to Big Fun. All that raw West Coast shit, bro. Real delivery. Real lyrics, real raw fucking stories and talent. Shout out to Big L too. I gotta Shout throw out Big, to Big L. L. Big L in there, rest in peace, because one of his songs that I love, that I always listen to, and you know the story. It's uh, "Casualties of a Dice Game." It's kind of connect me right, with my right. pop. Right. My little bro Meech, he put me on that song one day. One morning we was waking up after a hangover and shit. This is when we were young, and he was like, "Bro, I want you to listen to this," and he put me on that song. And I listen to it damn near every morning since then. I always, like, because that song spoke to me. And he understood that. So I always, like, Big L became one of my, not just that song, but from that day forward, he became one of my favorite artists. It just sucks that his life was cut short. Right, right. Just like Tupac and Biggie right. and the rest of them, Big Pun. I mean, even though his wasn't, his was more like a health issue. But still, it's still going too soon. So shout out to all. Shout out to them, man, because those the were the guys that to have me. passed on. That inspired me, and um, I when I when I seen them, it was like man, before I even knew I had talent, but that was what inspired me to want to become an artist and become a rapper. Yeah. So how is it with you, like going in the studio? How is it that that process of recording? Because I'm learning how to do it as far as in a different space. I'm gonna like be honest. Um, my boy, shout out to D. Um, he's the engineer, does all the mixing and mastering. I'm just the artist. I just go in there and I, 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 I get my beats. I get my exclusive beats. I don't fuck with samples. I don't fuck with... I fuck with samples. I don't fuck with leases is what I'm trying to say. Because in the beginning when I first dropped my first album, The Confidential Files, mm -hmm. which is a, which is also a, on all digital platforms. It's on Spotify. Shout them out. Shout them, them out. You know what I mean? You can look that up. It's called The Confidential Files under Philboy's Music. Uh, artist named B-Raw. Um... The process is pretty simple, bro. I don't, I don't really, people, people trip out because I don't write shit, bro. I don't write nothing. I just go in the studio, 
and I just keep listening to the beat, and then eventually, as time goes on, I, I get the verses memorized in my head, and I just go based on a topic I want to touch on, and I just go in there and drop it. And it's funny that you say that, because when we sat down, you said, so you just go off the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't doing no notes. You want to know why? Because if you go back, go back and listen to my first episode. I never deleted it because it's always like a stepping stone for me. And I always go back when right, I feel right. like I'm getting too big headed or whatever. I remind myself where I started at. See, what I did was with that first episode, I tried to take notes. I tried to be meticulous about it. I tried to be too perfect instead of just acknowledging the mistakes and just letting it flow or fixing it later or whatever the case may be. So from that point on, from episode two, Till now, it's all off the dome. It's all off the top. You got to. You got to. I mean, that's how I used to write when I first started, but that was when I was like a teenager. I'm talking like 18, 19. And I've been doing it for so long, off and on throughout my life, that it's like riding a bike for some people. All I got to do is hear that right beat, and it gets me in a vibe. It gets me in a memory. It gets me reminiscing and wanting to talk about a certain subject. I just go in the studio, we get my boys, you know, we smoke, we get the vibe going. And then he tells me, you know, you ready? I'm like, yeah, put that motherfucking beat on and I just tear it up. Yeah, that like for me, it started out with like um, the gift of writing. When I discovered that, like, I, like in school, like I was always a good writer, but like through tragedy and through like hard right, situations, right. like I developed a love for writing poetry and I would just write and that, that was my way of speaking to myself. And not having to outwardly, like, you know, just grieve to myself and use the writing process. And I've been help, been able to help a lot of people through that. And it's crazy now. People are like, man, it's so easy for you to talk, you know, on the podcast. It's not that easy, but it's more therapy. So it's good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Some people are, like, readers. And then some people, there are listeners. So... If I, if I can say some of the things that I've written down, they can touch a whole broader audience. Like and and eventually I am gonna get the visual and go on YouTube. I know yeah, you you big on YouTube and yeah. stuff, and you can shout out your YouTube so Hell they can yeah. follow you as well. You can follow us on uh, Phil Boys Music on YouTube. Phil, this build as in Phil. That's F I E L D as in Field, and then Boys is spelled Boys instead of an S at the end. It's a Z. And then music is spelled, it's spelled U, it's M-U-S-I-K. That's how music is spelled. So in case anybody wants to check out the channel uh, on YouTube, you can check it out. We got music videos on there. Uh, my boys actually had had a podcast separate from that. That's on that same channel as well. It's called Phil Boys TV. Um, we haven't done episodes in a while because my boy that was running it actually went out of state. And uh, so it's kind of on hold at the moment. But you can catch uh, past episodes on that, uh, our Phil Boys channel as well on YouTube. And as well as all our uh, music as well. Music videos and uh, singles and all that good stuff. The albums and all that. Yeah, and I love that name, bro, because it shouts out our city. You know, Phil Boys, it's Bakersfield. The Patch, if you know, 805, 661, whatever. Right. Yeah. Whatever you uh, associated with it, you know what I mean? Whether it's old school or new school. Old school, 805. New school six six one, but it's all about shout, shouting out the city. Right, you know Bakersfield gets such a bad rap, like you know, and and I'm not gonna sit there and act like yeah. bad things don't happen because they do, but bad shit happens everywhere. 
But it's so much good going on in the city right now. Me becoming a podcaster, Man. you doing your music. Right, right. Um, I got homies and my brothers and my cousins. They are like coaching the kids and like people I went to school with that I played sports with. Now it's like they're paying it forward, teaching the youth. But people be so focused on the negative that they don't highlight the positive. I right. actually did it. Right. I did an episode, Shining Light on My City. If you haven't checked it out, I think that's like my, I want to say it's like my fifth episode, fifth or sixth episode. It's Shine a Light on My City. You can check it out. I'm on all platforms as well. Lionhearted Podcast. Uh, you can oh, check yeah. me out. And I, I love that, bro. I've been wanting to tell you that for a while. Like, cause when I first seen it, like, I don't know. I was just telling you, but I'm going to say it on the show so they can hear it. Like, I seen you perform right, right. one time. And it was just on a coincidence. It was on a whim. Like, And did I didn't even know you were there. I was with my, like I said, I was with my bro. We was hustling. We was Selling our plates, selling our food. Shout out to my mom. Like, Shout out that, to moms, man. That's a trait that I picked up from my mom. Still got the best food in the city. My mom was selling plates before social media. Oh, yeah. Pulling up to the oh, block, yeah. popping the trunk. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Pulling up to the block, popping the trunk. Like, not once a week, not every Saturday. This every is every day. every day, a different menu every day. So, shout out to moms. Like, you know what I mean? So, I kind of picked up a little bit of that trait. And I would always see my mom, like. Hey, man, my mama could sell salt to a slug, bro. Yeah, she could. Like, bro, she was always so good at it, so I just picked it up. Like, I remember one time we were there, and I was uh, serving the food. We were serving the food, and the dude was walking in with his female, and he like, oh, man, this food smells good. Yeah, bro, why don't you buy you a plate? Like, oh, I might uh, get one when I come out. Like, nah, bro, it's going to be sold out by the time you come out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, look, why don't you just... Buy the food now. It's good home-cooked mood. It was that Eritrean food. It's the Eritrean food yeah, yeah, I was yeah. telling you about, the injada. So we were serving that. And so I'm like, yo, buy you and your girl a plate. Y'all can split one or you can buy her one. I'm like, look, bro, you're going to come out drunk. You're going to spend your money at Jack in the Box anyway. You're going to spend over dub, dub, five. $11 a plate, that's a good deal for some home-cooked food in today's economy. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I'm giving him the whole rundown. And he's like, you know what? Just because you gave me that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That sales pitch, I'm going to go on and I'm going to buy some. Shout out to Jack in the Box because Jack in the Box got me through some uh, many drunk likewise, nights. Man, likewise, Them tacos man. is a godsend. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not no disrespect to Jack in the Box, but I had to make my money, dog. We had to get, I had to get it done. And like the ability to talk, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, I don't know if it's the same for you. And we, I kind of forgot to mention this in the last segment, but. It's crazy because there was a point where it's like, we don't know if he's gonna talk, we don't know if he's gonna walk, we don't know if he's gonna. Was there was a lot too. of we don't know if we don't know if they're gonna be able to. I had to learn how to be social. I went, I went to, I even went to a program to to be around people to learn how to be social because I wanted to, because I was so antisocial, yeah. and it was bothering me. I felt like I had to grow in that area, and I feel now looking at it in hindsight that. Everything that I did up to before the music thing came in, all that stuff was basically uh, training me for what I would be doing today, like being out there in the public, promoting online, talking to people, networking, all that stuff helped me. And I feel like if I didn't have that part, I probably wouldn't have been here doing this, man. Yeah, see, it was the same with me, but it was through sports. That was that camaraderie. Like, I, I like my basketball brothers, they my brothers for life. Like, we... 
support each other on Instagram. Whenever I see them, they I try to give them a shout out whenever I'm doing my episodes. Like, you know what I mean? But it really helped me a lot. And even like during that time, it wasn't the easiest. Like I said, I was oh, doing no. it in a space where it wasn't popular. You know what I mean? And I had one of my teammates and my brother, he's still my brother to this day. He didn't mean it in a bad way, but he was like, like, yo, why you like it was during like the conditioning time where we had to run bleachers mm. and four corners and mop ups, all the shit for bad ways, like shit we had to do. Crazy, right? And he goes, Man, why are you doing this, dog? Like you could just sit it out, man. The coach ain't gonna they not gonna like you're good. Like they, they know you like you know what I mean, they know you capable, they know your heart, like why are you doing and I just looked at him, bro, and I go, have you ever been told that you can't do something? Like, you know what I mean? And he, like, speechless. Yeah. I was like, nobody has ever told you that, that you can't or you won't be able to do something. It was more so won't be able to, not can't, like, that you won't be able to do something. I've had to hear that before. And I was like, nah, bro. Like, we were just talking about the whole situation yeah. I just went through yeah. where the doctor kind of, you know what I mean, he was, he chuckled at me, dog. Like, and that's what, like, not I didn't, like, I didn't feel like he was laughing at me, but he kind of like, huh, like, yeah, right. Like, okay, it sounds good. No, dog, I'm built different. Like I told you, like, I just winked at the nurse, like, you know, I got this. And shit, I'm here now. Look, I'm able to, still able to talk to you. And like I said, you, you know a lot what I went through. So even seeing you doing your recording process, it has helped me a lot because I'm learning how to, I mean, it's not in the music space, but it's still recording, bro. I'm still, like, you know what I mean? Still putting the cans on, still getting in front of the mic, and still doing my thing, man. And it's like, I had to have you as my first one, bro, because I had to give you those flowers. I, like, my homies is my homies, and they my brothers, and they my brothers for life, and they've been through the trenches with me and all that. But it all started with us. Right. It all started with us. So I... Because I even try to get them to the point where, like, yo, bro, if you see me share that shit, share it too. Right. Nah, you don't really know them yet, bro. And that, and eventually, that that is one of my goals. Like, yo, like I was, like I said, when we was going into the firehouse, uh, I was able to introduce you to one of my brothers, right. bro. And then I met some of your crew, and it was like, all right, it was good that we got to cross paths because we had never been in that space with right. each other's crews. Like out and about like that. Yeah, with each other's crews. And like you said, you you mentioned the program to help you not be antisocial, but I had a bad experience, but I was just younger with that. Like, you know what I mean? Which I, I spoke on it before. And I'm going to say it again if you haven't heard the episode. It was uh, one of the counselors. He was, it was an older white guy. He was, I think I was nine at the time. He was probably like eight. So he was considered a grown-up at that time. And he kind of like, like, I was like, hey, man, let me see the basketball. Like, All right, if you could jump up and touch it, you can get. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, this motherfucker know I can't. He know I can't jump up and get this motherfucker. But I want to jump up and get this motherfucker just to show him. Like, you know what I mean? And it so that that made me turned off to programs like that. So. When you asked me a few years ago, like, yo, bro, like, hey, pull up on this spot, I'm going to be here. And what did I tell you? Do you remember what I told no, you? No, you said, nah, I'm not. No, that's just not me. No, other than that, what did I tell you? What did I, what, what did I tell you about that type of place? This is what I said. You may not remember, y'all, but this is what I said. This is where great memory comes into place. I said, you're going to associate with the counselors and with the staff more than you're going to associate with yeah. the people. 
And that's exactly what happened. And you text me and was like, yo, bro, I'm hanging out with so-and-so and doing like, yeah, bro, that's how it is with me. I'm like, and I told my mom, like, I got my crew of friends already. I got my my circle. I got my, I don't need that. Like, you know, because they think, like, I don't know, like, you don't have a life or something. Like, yeah. Same thing with me. Like, they're like, um, we're going to, we're going to get you a, a scheduled ride from this program in the government or from the system or whatever. I'm like, I don't, I don't need a ride. I don't, I don't need them. What do I need them for? Like. How do you get around? I have friends that I hang out with. I actually have friends, a crew, a homie, a community that if I need to go to the grocery store, they'll pick me up if I ask them. But what about if you don't have gas money? It doesn't matter. They look out. These are my bros. They know. Like, I'm not just this this guy that sticks to himself that I'm in the world. You know, I'm out here. And I remember when I brought it. It's funny because I'm pretty sure if they ever they keep up with me now. They're probably laughing or just amazed because I remember in the beginning, I brought the idea of trying to record and do a CD. I was trying to do it with them. And I remember they're like, oh, uh, we're going to talk to the uh, the program director to see if we can raise money to uh, make him a CD. And I'm thinking, why do you need to go through all these freaking hoops to do this? I mean, I already knew what I needed to do, but I was just going over here thinking that they would help me make it a little bit easier. But then once I seen that they were like, Mickey Mouse and shit, and I felt like they weren't taking me serious because they really didn't know how to deal with me. They were accustomed to dealing with people that couldn't speak up for themselves, and you come in there sharp and mentally on point, and they're trying to tell you, oh, well, you need to do this. I, I said, wait, hold up. First of all, I don't know who you think you're talking to. I'm not like one of these people that are sitting here that you go tell what to do and just answer you and say, yes, then. I come here to help me, not for me to help you guys. And if you guys aren't going to do what I want to do and think that this is some kind of game, I can go find it somewhere else. I don't need to be here. I choose to be here. Yeah, and it's crazy that you say that because I actually went through that same. It might not have been the same exact program, but it was similar. Right. Because back in the day, my dream was to open up a T-shirt shop. You know, that was the whole, you know, kind of like a smoke shop but a t-shirt shop. I ain't really a weed smoker like that, but and shout out to all my stoners out there. I ain't against it. That's just not my thing. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, so I was, but they told me like, oh, this is like for small businesses only. Like basically my ideas was too big, but it's like, like you said, like, why do I got to go through all these, these processes and all this? Like even with the podcast, it was like, oh, they can help you with funding. If you ask here, that's it. Like, hell no. Nah. I could save my money. I could buy a mic. I could buy an amplifier. I could plug it into my phone. You don't need their help. They're like, going to they're gonna take forever. They don't know how to deal with you because they don't know how. They don't, they're not going to think how you think. Yeah. They don't They don't realize that we have we have skills. Like, I remember one of them even told me, too. They're like, well, what are you going to do if we don't help you? I go, man, I've been living on. You know how long I've been living on my own before I even came here? You know that I'm out here doing what the hell I got to do once I get out of here? Like, I don't know what you guys think, but it is what it is, you know? And it's like, once they realized that they couldn't help me, I was too much for them. They they couldn't really, they couldn't really, like, they couldn't do anything. And that's when I realized I was like, I don't need to be in this place anymore. And there was just a lot of funny shit going on that I'm not going to talk about. But I just wasn't feeling it, bro. And I remember it was funny because I had one service coordinator. He was a dude. 
And then whenever he got off my case, because they put him in a different uh, age group, they got this female that was barely fresh. She was like a rookie from Delano. I remember she was like, she was acting like a bitch, bro. She was like, oh, well, I understand how you feel, but you're going to have to learn and, and listen to people, and you're going to have to do what they tell you so you can learn because you need to do this and you need to do that. And I looked at her like, all due respect, um, what do you do? Like, what do you? what is your life like? Do you live on your own or do you still live with your parents or what do you do? You don't know me. You don't know anything about me. You don't know nothing about my life. So don't sit here trying to tell me what I need to do because you don't know what's going on. Right. I go, if you want to help me, so be it. But if you don't, then don't. All right. Now let me ask you this. I know you, you just recently dropped a project, right? Or you got one coming? Wait, wait. Uh, I, I, see, I seen I, a couple I, of songs. I recently you... dropped a video. Oh, it was a video. Yeah, okay. A video, yeah. Okay, that was the Cali Smoke, right? The Cali Smoke? Cali Smoke was before. Okay, before. The new one recently was called In a Real Way. Okay, In a Real Way. I yeah. just That's the one on the beach, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, yes, yeah, sir. that's the one on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in, y'all. I don't, I'm not no fake out here. I, I support yeah, my yeah. boy, bro. I'm just... Um, it was called In a Real Way. Uh, shout out to my boy, Penguin. Uh, he was the one that featured on the talk box. He's in the video as well. Right. Um, it's called In A Real Way. It was off of my uh, recent album that dropped in uh, January called uh, Phil Times Volume 2. And it was off that album. Off all that platforms. Album. Yes. All platforms. All, which is on all digital platforms. Um, and yeah, it was off that EP. So I, I just decided to do a video. So have you, have you did any songs? Because like, I've, I've heard a few. I haven't heard them all, but I've heard, I've heard a good amount. Have you done any songs recently like? About like our upbringing and stuff like that. Have you been able to tap into that space? I'm still trying to tap into it. I'm actually trying to like, like work on that. Um, I got some beats. I got some production. I'm just, I'm just not in that space yet. I'm trying to get there. Um, the closest I probably got to it is uh, it's a track, uh, a single that I dropped before this video, uh, months before. It's called Story Told, and the uh, the cover. Is actually a picture of me and my mom when I was a baby. Dope. And she was holding me when we were I at when we were at McKinley. Shout out to moms. And the uh, the uh, you remember when they used to have to go to those annual appointments to check up on you every yeah every I got so often yeah I got one next month. <laughs> yeah, well, we, I still, yeah. I still, well, I yeah. stopped going got, to them. You know, um, I stopped yeah. going to them a long time ago. But um, I remember you know they used to have us go in there every so often to check check us. And so it was one of those uh, one of those appointments. And the doctor uh, actually snapped a photo, an old ass photo. Mm-hmm. I found it one day. But it's a classic. My, yeah, it's a classic. My mom was all G'd up, and she was just her, and I'm right there in her arms and stuff. And it, it was just, it took me back, and that was the inspiration behind that track. It was talking about uh, growing up, my dad bouncing when we was little, like he ghosted us or whatever, and then uh, your mom, biological, my biological father. father um and then my mom being a single parent and dealing with her own issues and having to raise us me and my brother and my sister and then eventually uh i didn't really get into detail about why i left home but i just talked about it briefly yeah and i pretty much talked about from where like you said where we started and where i'm going i don't know it it, is crazy because there's so many parallels you know it's three of y'all and it's three of us right two girls and a boy for us Two boys and a girl for y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah, shout out to my sister, man. Shout out to my sister, Pun. Shout out to my brother, Johnny Boy. Shout out to my moms. Shout out to my pops. My pops that raised me here in town. He knows who he is. 
Um, and even shout out to my real father, because even though we had our ups and downs, uh, we're good now, and he is in my life. Um, and shout out to him, and shout out to all my family out in Colorado, and everybody, you know. And I want to give a big shout out to all my local supporters here in the city who support our brand, support our music. Uh, everybody, man, shout out to all you guys. Shout yeah, out to next my boy time right you here. go out to Colorado, bro, you're gonna have to bring me back some Bronco stuff, bro. You know, I'm I've know. never been in a place where I've ever seen so many damn Bronco fans in my damn I, life. I love so. it because we know JB is a big Raider fan. <laughs> yeah, so we always talk yeah. shit when it's we see funny, each other. On it's that. funny because, uh, you know, uh, he started off. He, I don't know if I should say this, it's probably gonna, gonna hurt him a little bit, but he was a kid, so it doesn't matter. But he actually started off as a Bronco fan. They, yeah, I got a homie that's like that. He and started then, off. He's then, a Niner fan now. And then I don't know what happened. He came back home. He got inspired by the family out there. One year that we went out there for vacation. Uh-huh. And he got inspired and became a big old Bronco fan. And then as soon as he got home to Cali, time went on and he became a Raiders fan. And he still is to this day. So, you know, I don't know if he'll be cool with me sharing that. But it is what it is, man. But uh, I got some, my brother, bro. I got some. Shout out to bro. I got some ammunition for the season. <laughs> it's not something I'm going to forget. Nah. But, you know. hey, what you got coming up next, though? Let the people know what you got coming next. Man, what been, to expect? Where to find you and all oh, that? Oh, man. I, I've been doing. We've been doing shows, bro, like every other week for like this whole month. Oh. And we just did like the last show uh, this last Saturday. Hit them with your uh, socials too, so they know where to find you. Okay, uh, so my social on Instagram, I would, ha- I would have, I'd have to give you guys my Instagram because that's mostly where I'm active at, and I feel it's more cracking. Uh, my Facebook, everything is all the same. My Instagram, I believe, if I can remember, because I don't, I don't really look at it that often, but it, it's a, uh, it's, it's uh, a official underscore b raw six six one on Instagram. And it is, uh, you can you can also look me up on uh, Facebook under my full name, which is Hyman Bonilla on uh, Facebook. And then I have my separate artist page on Facebook, uh, Facebook which goes under uh, B-Raw, which is spelled B as in boy, dash, and then Raw, R-A-W, on uh, Facebook. And you can also get us on uh, our Facebook, uh, Phil Boys Music page as well. And uh, yeah. Yeah, bro, but I just want, before we get up out of here, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank appreciate you, being, you, bro. Thank you for being my first interview. No I had problem. to take it back to the beginning, no man. No problem. This is some nice stories in here for the people. And as well, you can find me on all digital platforms, Lionhearted Podcast. Yeah, check I'm my main, boy out. M-A-I-N-E, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can put me in your plan, Pandora, excuse me, yeah. playlist. So it ain't really no excuses. You just got to tap in to get that raw. No pun intended. Real shit. And always remember this. I'm going to end it always the same way. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish her greatness. Until next time, stay lionhearted. That's right. Lionhearted Podcast.